Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With NFL playoffs already underway and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember, that's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V right here on the Believe Network. I'm your host, as always, Jack Cavanaugh, and I am joined, as always, by the legend, Glover Quinn. Of course, we are a little bit disappointed in how things went about the fact the Lions are not representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, but we are here to talk about it. Glover was at the game yesterday, so I introduce you to the one the only, the all-pro, the Lions legend, Glover Quinn. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Yes, you said a little little deflated, but we're okay. Of course. Of course. We're okay. The game was great, man. It was fun. It was a great, it was a great environment, although I do feel like uh, – Lions fans are a lot. It would have been really, 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 really crazy environment if that would have been in Ford Field. Um, but uh, it was cool, man. It was a good time from from everything, man. The hospitality, the treatment, the the vibe, the environment. Um, you know, and I don't know, man. Like I just. It's a lot of things that happens behind the scenes that, you know, I'll be having a lot to say about. And I'm pretty outspoken. So you guys know that, especially if you follow me throughout my career. Um, But I like to speak to the proper channels and say things the right way. So, but it was a great time, man. It was fun to be there, be in the stands and be a fan. You know, I went out there with my, with my best friend from back at home. Um, And it was, it was, it was a great time. So. Hey, that the Lions didn't uh, didn't pull it out. I'm sure, we get to talking about the game, but it was a good time. Glad it was, and I was glad to see so many Lions legends were in attendance. You were there with Tully, Stephen Tully. You were there with Glo- uh, not Clover Quinn, your Clover Quinn. You were there with Golden Tate. You were there with Barry Sanders, and then the celebrities were out in attendance. Keegan Michael Key as well, and some other faces there. So, look, it was nice to see the Lions at least well represented, even though it was on the road. Yeah, it was. It was. It was nice. Um, you know, I think man Tully man Tully been there every uh every game, you know, and that and that started, you know, when we came back for homecoming in October, you know, we had a good time. And when they made the playoffs, um we kinda hit each other and was like, hey, I'm there. And so we linked at the at the first game and you know, when they won, it was like, bro, I'm, I'm back next week. All right, let's do it. So he's back next week. And then I'm in the I'm in the suite. And I had already had my flights booked for San Francisco. I booked those flights after we beat the Rams. But we're in the suite for the Tampa game. 
and it's close to halftime, and Tutty like, hey, man, I think I'm going to go and book my flights. You better go and get them, bro. So uh, Tully in the, in the, in the, in the, during the game booked his flight. So we'll worry about trying to figure out tickets and, and hotel and all that stuff later. Let's go and get these flights booked. So we got the flights and then, you know, had to go through Ticketmaster and all that stuff and find tickets. And, but it worked out. Happy it worked out. Happy you were in attendance. Wish they could have brought it home in front of you. Wish that they could have got the W in front of you. But that first half, my goodness, they looked like the best team in the NFL for the first half. And then the third quarter reared its ugly head as it has all season long. Yeah, it did. They 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 looked they looked like a Super Bowl championship team. That first half, you know, they didn't play scared. They looked like they had it on their mind. They were executing at a high level. They were playing with great energy, great execution. Um, And, you know, it's a couple of things that happened that, you know, you just can't have happen. And then the second half, it was just kind of just kind of snowballed real quick like real quick and you know that first that first fourth and two that um that they didn't get there's a big momentum killer for the lines but it's a huge momentum for those guys and i think they had already scored a touchdown coming out of the half then they had the fourth down and so the momentum in the building was changing drastically you could feel it and so that would be from a coaching standpoint. That would be my only critique at that point. I can understand going forward the first fourth and two. I can understand that one just because you're trying to possibly put more pressure on their necks. The last one, I probably would have kicked it because we were losing. But the more I think about it, you know, when you go into halftime 24 to 7, right? When is 24 to 7? 24 7. Yep, up 17. At this point, to me, it's really about adding to the lead every single time. Even if I get three field goals, that's nine extra points that put me at 33, right? But it kills the momentum. When when we look at it, two fourth down stops and one turnover, that's almost like three turnovers. Yep. Right? It's almost like three turnovers. It's hard to win a game when you get three turnovers. Right? So that would be my only thing. In the second half of 24-7, hey, man, I don't have to have big steel gonads right now. I'm just trying to pad the score. Let's keep let's just keep adding points to the board. Let's keep taking the momentum off their side. Let's keep making them kick return because we're kicking the ball off. Let's keep making them go 80 yards or whatever. Like let's keep just doing that. Right? Let's keep doing that and not, you know. But it happened. It happened fast, man. It happened fast. Real fast. 
it was just, it was just such a series of unfortunate events. You go into half, you're up 24-7, and then they go and kick the field goal. So you're still up two scores. You're still up 14 points. You go for it on fourth and two instead of kicking the field goal. That would have put you back up three scores. It would have preserved your lead the exact same way it was before. And conversely, it was the right play call. It just the drop turnover on downs. And then Brandon Ayuk has that insane catch. It should have been an interception off the face mask of Kendall Vildor. Then you get that swing score a touchdown right after that. Then immediately after you get a fumble. So instead of being up three, you go, that's a 10 point swing with just a touchdown. And then it's another seven point swing after the Jameer Gibbs fumble. That's a 17 point swing in basically three plays. There was a couple more on the Brandon Ayuk drive, but basically three plays, 17-point swing. And outside of just the points, it's the momentum. It's the feeling. It's your guys. It's, hey, man, we've never been here before. We're trying to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, snap. They coming back. Like, oh, we got to stop. Somebody got to somebody gotta stop this, right? And you look up. And I get it. And I'm not here to, you know, talk about anybody. I'm a I'm a player supporter. I just call things how I see it. Right. You look back at the season and some of the things that came up. And I'm not saying that it didn't happen. It should have happened. I'm not saying that. But we scored 24 points in the first half. We scored three. In the second, and what mattered? I know we got a late touchdown there at the end, right? But I think we had three, didn't we? Yeah, we had three. It was twenty-four. Yeah, we had three. No, we had yes. twenty-four. We ended up with thirty-one, did it? Was it? Yeah, was it 30? yeah, it was thirty-one. So they kicked so we, off. So we only got the only touch, the only points we had in the second half was the touchdown at the end, right? You're right. You're right. Yeah. It was zero. So we went the whole second half and we didn't put anything on the board. And I get it. We went for it twice on fourth down. We, but at some point, we talked about those offensive lows. At some point, somebody got to fire them up. To where we go and put a drive together. Hey, let's go. Let's not get in a fourth down situation. Let's go put a drive together. Let's catch the ball. Let's not make the moment bigger than what it needs to be. We all understand it's a big moment, but it's going to be very, it's going to be bigger if we just go out and execute and make our plays. But those were things that came up during the season. And I was like, we just can't have those offensive lows, these games. And during the season, it was games where we just didn't play well. Somebody got to say something, right? And I'm not on the sideline, so I don't know if that happened or not. But I just know we didn't score any points until we were down by 10 with three minutes to go in the game. At that point, it's kind of too late. We we didn't miss the whole second half, you know. So that's tough. That's tough. And at one point, I, I don't know if it was the entire third quarter, but for at least the first three drives of the first quarter, zero targets to Amon Ross St. Brown. Zero targets to Amon Ross St. Brown for most of the third quarter, if not the entire third quarter. 
And he had 60 yards on four grabs in the first I was about half. To say, I felt like in the first half, every time we throw in the ball, he was getting 15 yards. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I don't know what I don't know what we did offensively the second half. If I'm just being honest with you, I'm literally trying to think of plays that were made in the second half. None's really coming to my mind. I could be wrong, but I mean, we like I said, we got two fourth down conversion situations. So that means that we're not converting on third down. We fumble the ball. And I get it. Good handoff, bad handoff. I don't really know. But at the end of the day, the first two playoff games, they've played pretty clean. I don't think they had really any turnovers, if anything. Maybe one, if I could just two fourth down uh, and not not conversions and a fumble. That's almost like three turnovers. That's going to be tough to beat you to go to the Super Bowl. It is. It is. And clearly, evidently, that's how it worked out. You can't turn the ball over that many times and pull out a victory. The 49ers turn it over once. Brock Purdy has that interception. Nice play by Malcolm Rodriguez. He's filling in for Derek Barnes, who went down earlier in the game. Hope for a speedy recovery. I haven't heard an update on what his injury was, but we hope for a speedy recovery. But it just now, now you head into the offseason, you know, it's as, as we've come to realize and as everyone knows, you, you don't get anything for making the NFC championship. You don't get anything for making the AFC championship. You just get disappointed. Right. And and I'm going to say something just because I like to say and and I wish, you know, um, I don't I don't really like, you know, tension or um especially on on the team like there shouldn't be any of that and a couple weeks ago i had the situation with cj gardner johnson and you know i felt like that really wasn't the time to like like hey man y'all need to go win the super bowl i'm i'm not trying to be any source of distraction or anything like that i just said what i said about the video, however it went, that's how it went, right? So I don't want to ever lose the right to say what I feel like needs to be said. And that was one of the things that I said throughout the week. And I'm not just pointing out C.J. Gardner-Johnson, but I was basically saying in those moments, and I know we eventually end up scoring, but we can't get too caught up in all the extracurricular activities and forget that we're just trying to win the game. That's all that matters. We're just trying to win the game. Getting a halfway block or cheap, like all that does for CJ, honestly, it's a bad penalty. You get a fine from the NFL. So you almost played the championship game for free once they take the fine out. All right? And it just don't look good. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I'm not 
trying to just point out CJ because I think we had another situation where it could have been that way, right? It's just a penalty that we don't need to have. When you're going on the road for the NFC Championship, you got to almost play a flawless game. And like I said, I know we end up scoring. Jameer, I think that's the, the drive that Jameer Gibbs got the touchdown on. But you just make it harder for yourself. You just make it harder, and you and you just don't want to do that. You just want to be focused on the game. And like I said, I, I hate that it all happened like that because it just kind of – I didn't – like even when I would be there pregame and stuff, it just was, you know, just just felt like, you know, it just wasn't right. But it is what it is. But when you play in the championship games, you got to play clean. You got to play clean, and you can't beat yourself. And if we look back at that game, they did they did a lot of things to to hurt themselves, right? Like you talk about the Vildor play. You know, that's a tough catch to make. I get it, and it's very unfortunate that it bounces off your face mask. But to go to the NFC Championship game, you got to make those plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can all sit here and say that's unfortunate, true. But to go to and win a championship, you got to make those plays, right? And that's a part of being young, you know, being on this stage maybe for the first time and, you know, things happen. Um, But I just got to give it up. I mean, I felt like Brock Purdy really, really hurt us. You know, I think throughout the whole year, we've always talked about those mobile quarterbacks that not – you're not you're not really re- expecting them or respecting them as a runner. They just can move around in the pocket and and stay alive. Brock Purdy made some big plays on his feet, and I think that's probably because they didn't go into the game with the game plan of we got to stop Brock Purdy from running. But he showed clearly last night that he can, and he dropped his his you know what's and made some big time runs at at big time situations. And I thought, I thought he hurt us probably almost more than anybody else. Brock Purdy running. And it, and it wasn't even just the running either. It, it, the running was a large part of it, but it was also escaping and moving around in the pocket. Those, uh, there are a couple throws to the, the two to Kyle use check, which, which is a, a fullback getting that open and making those plays downfield. And the other one was, Cross the body, you roll out, you throw across your body, and Jawan Jennings, the one-handed catch up in the air. You know, those don't happen if Brock Purdy doesn't escape or move around in the pocket. So it's just, yeah, you, you just have to give credit. It's disappointing, but you just have to admire it. And so where do you go from here? As a former player, What? where do you go from here? The season's over. You're going to have a new team next year. It's going to be a lot of the same guys, but it is a new team. So what's the outlook right now? Well, you know, I was thinking about that, right? And Dan Campbell, you know, came out last night that he said, told the guys, guys, this may have been our only shot, right? That is a true statement, May have been. It took us 30 years to to get to this point, right? 
but I hope they got the mentality of why not become the beast of the North, right? Aaron Rodgers ruled the division for a long time, right? And every year he was in the playoffs, you know, fighting for that one seed almost every year, winning one playoff game, and you're right back in the NFC championship every year, right? Why that can't be the Lions right now? Patrick Mahomes has been six, seven years in a row. Why we can't go six, seven years in a row? Why we can't, why we can't build that culture? Because once you create the culture, now in free agency, players probably want to come. So it's a little easier to get better players in free agency, right? It's going to be very difficult for New England to get, you see what I'm saying? When they were going to Super Bowls, it's a little easier to get some of those guys because they – want to shot at the Super Bowl. Now, uh, eh, go somewhere else, right? Why the Lions can't be that place that they want to go, right? That they want to go to because of how the organization is ran, the culture that's there, the the coaching, the the players, everything is, hey, man, we want to come here, right? Will you make it back to the NFC Championship game next year? I don't know. A lot has to happen, right? It takes a lot. Got to stay healthy. You got to win games, right? You got to win tough games. It's hard to get back. I get it. This may have been your only shot. But San Francisco has been several times in the last few years. Kansas City goes every year. Right, we can run it back. The guys just have to lock in and run it back. Coaching staff got to lock in and run it back. Brad Holmes, they got to lock in and run it back. Got to have a good free agency. Got to have a good draft. Got to put a got to put a team together. Those four, those four uh, guys that you drafted top of the draft last year: Brian Branch, Jack Campbell, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta. You got to go have that draft again. You're not going to have those high draft picks this time. You're going to have to you're going to have to make something happen. That's a part of it. But we've seen organizations do it year after year after year after year after year. Now a lot of it starts with the quarterback. If we feel like Jared Goff is that guy, which I feel like he is. He's played well, done a great job. You should be able to run it back. But I will say, we, we talk about this all the time. You look at that game. The personalities, in my opinion, they show up a little bit. Like, when you think about it, Brock Purdy went out and he freaking went to make it happen, man. Yeah. Like, I'm still waiting for the Jared Goff moment. Like, where is that moment, Jared? Like, you've been going to San Francisco all these years because you was in the division. Where's that moment in the NFC title game where we're talking about Jared freaking Goff did not allow the Lions to lose? You had a 24-7 lead, and you did not allow the Lions to lose. Like, think about that. Matt Ryan's career won't ever be looked at as what it possibly could have been. 
You had a 28-3 lead over Tom in the Super Bowl, and you let them lose. You're never going to be looked at amongst the greats like that. You're not. Jared, how did we let us, like how? But when you look at Brock, like Brock was fired up in the second half. Like he was like going to get it, man. And we didn't have a we didn't have a, a Jared Golf moment in the second half. Right? So that goes into everything. It's okay to be even kill and, and this. Like you need those things, but you gotta have the ability to feel the moment and know I gotta say something right now. I got to do something right now, right? They need me. I'm the guy. I cannot let us go down. I can't stay just here because the moment is bigger. I got to do more in this moment. That don't take away from the fact that I'm an even kill guy. But the moment is big right now. And emotionally, Physically, intellectually, everything, I'm not going to let us lose. Get on my freaking back. But I'm sorry. No, no need to apologize at all. I completely get where you're coming from. I completely get what you're saying is we've talked about this in the past. We talked about this during the slump is there's all types of leadership you don't have to be the raw, raw guy. It would be nice to see that sometimes, but you can also let your play speak for you. And Jared Goff did have a, a good game. He wasn't the reason they lost, but right. he, there weren't those moments. Like you said, there weren't those, okay, I'm leading with action. Right. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, like you look at, you look at um, the Ravens game, Lamar Jackson couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes. He didn't play defense. Lamar Jackson didn't fumble the ball reaching for the end zone. Yeah, he did have a fumble and he had an interception. I understand all that. But Lamar Lamar Jackson is going to take the 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 brunt of that loss. His legs, like all that stuff. He he he's going to be the one. We're going to yeah. give Patrick Mahomes the credit. Patrick Mahomes didn't shut down Lamar Jackson. But what Patrick Mahomes do? He puts the pressure on everybody to be great on his team and even the other team. He makes coaches make decisions that against normal people, they probably wouldn't make it. But against Mahomes, we got to make it because if we give him a chance, ah, ah. And you could just see how they came out. They had it on their mind. They had they had it on their mind. They were up for the challenge. And you got to have that. You got to have that. So I'm not expecting Jared to get out of character. But from the very beginning, he got to show, like they got to show we got it on our mind and we ain't giving it up. Period. We come out that second half, they get, hey, we got to go back down and score. We are not allowing them to come back. 
and they did. So it'd be something good for them to think about in the offseason, right? It'd be something good for them to think about in the offseason. That's how you get better, right? And my thoughts were on, on, on the Dan Campbell situation, right? I don't feel like you you made it to this point by going for it on fourth down. That is the result of what you've done. You made it here by being in tune with your team, having a good feel for the game and how the game was going, and making good, smart decisions, right? Like, as a defensive back, a lot of times they say, oh, you gambled on a play. I don't gamble. I just take highly educated chances, right? Gambling is not really having a clue and you just going to do something because you think, oh, I think they're going to throw it over here. What made you think they're going to throw it over there, right? But when you can make a a highly educated decision and you see something and you got evidence that this is what happens when you see this and you go then it may look like you gambled on the play but i really didn't gamble i knew exactly what i was doing so you didn't make it here by gambling on those plays you felt the team the moment and a lot of times it worked out a lot of sometimes it didn't so in that game last night, like I said, I can understand the first time. Maybe. The second time with six minutes left or somewhere in that ball field or whatever. 49ers got all the momentum. My team is kind of reeling. Like I said, we hadn't scored. We hadn't scored the whole second half. I feel like I got to kick the field goal and take the points for one it gives us some points for two it kills the momentum from the other team right and i'm okay with that because we were on probably the 40 some yard line 30 i can't remember exactly where we were it wasn't like we were inside the five so even if they would have picked up the first down we'd have needed two or three more first downs to score if i remember correctly so you probably would have ended up possibly kicking another field goal anyway. Losing by three, I got to kick that field goal. Because even if they go down and score, all right, it's a seven-point game, I can go down and score. Not kicking the field goal, not getting it. Now they go down and score, now you're down 10, and it's almost ball game. But, you know, everything is always hindsight, right? It's always hindsight. We always – got the right answer you know when when we can sit back and see what happened so i'm not faulting dan i like dan i feel like he's done a phenomenal job i'm not faulting him he 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 had his his inkling and he went with it that's what he did you know i'm just uh i don't know what you call it an analyst a podcaster a fan that just giving my opinion on it but Kudos to the Lions, man. They did a great job. Hell of a season. And, uh, hey, man, I remember when uh, J.J. Watt got drafted when I was in Houston. 
And J.J. Watt's first year, he had a terrific year, right? So I remember going to training camp the next year. This would have been my fourth year in the league. This would have been J.J. Watt's second year. And when training camp started, I told J.J., I said, the hardest thing to do in the NFL is to do it again. That's the hardest thing to do. You go out and have a season where you catch eight picks, it's hard to come back the next year and catch eight again. It is. You go out and have a year where you rush for 1,900 yards, it's hard to come back and run for 1,900 again. It's hard, man. It's hard. So will it be easy for the Lions to get back to the NFC Championship? No. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's hard to duplicate that. The expectations are higher now. They expect more. Other teams are going to be like, it's going to be hard. It's not impossible, but it's going to be hard. But at least you know that. And you just got to put the work in. And I think the Lions will be ready to put the work in. I I truly do believe that this was proof that the Lions belong here. That first half that they played, the Lions belong in the NFC Championship. They've got all these draft picks to use next year. They've got $60 million in salary cap space. They can free up even more with some of these extensions that are going to happen. I believe the Lions will be back. And so I think we have to remember, even though that it's so disappointing right now, ultimately this season was a success. And so do you have any final thoughts on this season for the Detroit Lions? You know what? I think I think it was a success, you know. Now, I think I don't ever want to discredit or take away from winning. It's a hard game. It's a hard game. And I know, you know, you look teams like Baltimore, they feel like, well, it wasn't a success, right? We got we didn't make it to the Super Bowl. There's a lot of other teams that didn't make it to the AFC championship game either, right? And no, we don't do this for more victories, right? But we do this to compete at the highest of levels. And the higher you go, the harder the competition is. And we all understand that. And so for the Lions to really change the national opinion on a franchise, on a whole organization, that's huge. To be a part of history, it's huge. It's huge. Because even if they don't make it back to the NFC Championship for another three years, these guys will always be the ones that kind of started it from that standpoint, right? I feel like that. Their work won't go in vain. You're setting standards. You're setting standards. You're changing cultures. You have to do that. The people that come behind you, a lot of times they're going to reap the benefits from the seeds that you sowed, that you planted. That's how it happens. That's why you bring back the alumni and they celebrate because they all had a part in building this thing to what it is right now. They all played a part. And so to see the lines in this light, to see them have this moment, the city, to see the fans, man, 
just be so happy, proud. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. So, no, we're not planning the Super Bowl. But you can hold your head up high, man. Be proud of that team. Be proud of the work that they put in. And just like a fan, we do it again next year. That's all you can say. Hey, we'll get them next year. And there'll be 31 other teams, fans, saying the same exact thing. The loser of the Super Bowl is going to say, we got to get them next year. So don't hold your head down. Hold your head up high. Be proud that you wear that line on your head or your chest or wherever you wear that. Be proud of that. Be proud of the organization. Be proud of the guys. And thank the fans for a wonderful, wonderful season. It was dope. I think that's the best way to put it. Thank you all for such a great season. Thank you to the players, the coaches, the management, the social media team, everyone at the Detroit Lions, and we'll get them next year. We will be back next year. We will be back this offseason. We will be back, and we will be ready. But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.